fantastic podcast, fantastic guest coming up. Um, Monica Cheney. Have I pronounced your name right, Cheney, Monica? Yes, Cheney. Mm-hmm. From Texas, which is um, wonderful because um, I've been trying to get Monica on for quite a long time. I actually look back, Monica, I think it's about a year and a half since we first discussed it. I know. <laughs> I think I know. January 2022, I think it was or something, but we just haven't been able to connect together. But uh, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, thank you. So Monica's in San Antonio, is that right? Yes, San Antonio. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um and the topic today is going to be the child-free stepmom, which I absolutely love. And I, I never thought about doing um, a topic like this because I've never really, never really thought about it. I've never really come across anyone that's actually a child, um, child-free stepmom. So I'm look, really, really looking forward to this. So the first thing I want to do is ask Monica just to kind of say what she does and um, how you got into being. Make sure I get this right. The worthy stepmom. How did it all happen, Monica? Um, so, you know, met my husband, became a stepmom, struggled like every other stepmom. Yeah. Um, and then I actually found Jenna and I had considered, um, you know, becoming certif- becoming a certified um, step parent coach, but I was still very triggered by a lot of things. And so I just put it off and put it off. And, um, then in 2021, beginning of 2021, I said, okay, this is it. I'm going to go for it. And I was really in a, in a great place. I dealt with a lot of stuff. And so, um, yeah, and I chose the worthy stepmom because I believe that worth cannot be measured. So you can measure financial worth, but you can't measure the worth of a person. You know, it's just, it's, it's mm. immeasurable. So that's actually my, one of the lines of the worthy stepmom is that, you know, stepmom's um, immeasurable the worth of a stepmom is immeasurable um so yeah and then you know I, I did the certification and um you know um started coaching so yeah so we because I had Brittany on a couple of weeks ago we all seem to have done Jenna's course yes exactly <laughs> I know I know yeah. So tell me about the worthy stepmom. What do, what do you do? Do you have a website? You, you know, if you want to promote it on here, it's completely fine. What, what is it you actually offer? So I have a website. It's www.theworthystepmom.com. I offer one-on-one coaching. I coach mainly stepmoms. I have coached a couple of couples, but um, I find more often than not it's stepmoms that approach me, mm. and that's my preference as well. That's just more my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and so I offer that. I also offer e-coaching. So I have clients like in Australia, for example, you know, and trying to, with, with the time difference and stuff, you know, I'll be coaching them at three o'clock in the morning for me or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's just sort of, you know, it's just so insane. And so I set up, you know, e-coaching, which is basically, you know, I just charge by the month. Um, I also have a listening service and, um, you know, some people have kind of said, oh, yeah, you know, you can just – you know, have a rant and it's like, it's not a rant. Sometimes we just need to talk and there's nobody to talk to, you know, there's nobody to just say, you know what, I'm actually just struggling right now. And there's times where you don't need an answer. You don't need people telling you another thing that you need to do or fix or change or whatever, or let go or whatever. You just need someone to just listen and just hear where you're at and just kind of get it. Once you speak it often as well, you kind of find you can find a solution once you've said it out loud, you know? And so I have that listening service as well that I offer. 
Yeah, because I saw that on your website. I love that idea. It's like a sounding board, isn't it? And I think it is. I've taught clients before or coached clients before. And when you actually get them talking, they have like a bit of a light bulb moment and they actually start. And I suppose that's what coaching is all about. They actually start digging around themselves and actually find not a solution to issues, but maybe a solution to a smaller part of it that might help them to a bigger issue. And the more they talk, the more, <laughs> the more they come up with all these ideas. And it's fantastic. Yes. I think it's a great idea. Really, really good yes. idea. And that's exactly it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not, a, you know, I'm just going to vent, you know, go vent to your friends, you know. Mm-hmm. This is just more like, um, just a safe space where you can just say it, you know, you get, I get yeah. moms who will just say stuff that they feel they can't say to anybody else. Um, I love it. You know, I think it's a great, great idea. So, yeah. Um, thank you. So why did you choose this topic today? I'm fa- I'm really fascinated by it because I've done quite a few podcasts where I, I try and encourage you guys that come on to give me something you want to discuss rather than me give you a topic to talk about. I just think it's, I think it's more personal. I think it's, People speak more from the heart because they talk about their own issues and their own experiences as well. Why? And I've got to be careful here because you said to me about the child-free stepmom and the childless stepmom is quite different. So, first yes. of all, how did you come up with the topic of the the, the child-free stepmom today? Well, I mean, I'm a child-free stepmom, and so my experience feels a lot different to somebody who has got biological children, whether it's children they brought into. The, you know, into their blend, or whether it's children that they've had, you know, ours babies or stuff like that. Um, I think it's just something that we don't really talk about. I don't think it's taboo or anything like that. I just think it's something that we don't acknowledge, and that mm. does influence and it does affect the stepmom, your stepmom journey, if you will. You know, so um, it's just different. It's just a different perspective. It's a different experience. You know, so yeah. Is it is it um, without going too personal into your own life? Is it is it by choice for you, or go on? Yes, yes, it is, and and that's that's actually one of the differences that I wanted to point out is when you talk about a childless stepmom. That's a stepmom who would like a child, but you know, for whatever reason, hasn't had a child. Maybe they can't have a child, or it's not yet, or whatever the case may be. Um, a child-free stepmom is somebody who's choosing not to have children. Mm. So they don't have children and they're choosing not to have children. And that's the case for me. I chose not to have children. It was not something I wanted. And actually that was something that would have been a deal breaker for my husband and I because he had his three children. He didn't want children and I didn't want children coming in either. So that actually was a great connection for us because we were immediately on the same page on that with, you know, regarding that. So that made it a lot easier. Do you, do you come across it much with your stepmums that come to you for coaching? Um, it's a bit of both, actually, but I do come across it. I wouldn't say it's often, but I do come across it, yeah. yeah. I mean, just just to give you an idea, um, there's around, uh, I think the statistic was around 19% of stepmoms choose not to have children. So that's quite a high number, um, you know, if you think about it. So in, in your own experience, was it, I suppose it's quite a difficult question to answer, but do you think it's more difficult going into a step family not having children as opposed to having children and taking them into the family with you? I think it's a different kind of difficult. 
Because I think that if you do mm-hmm. have children, it, it, you face your own challenges, right? There's challenges with that. If you don't have children, it's it's just different challenges. I wouldn't, I I actually wouldn't be able to speak to that because I don't know if one's more difficult than the other. I just think it's different kind of difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did you adjust? So again, I, I mean, from your life, from what you had to when you met your partner, and obviously when you met your partner, you, he's got three children. Yeah. How different was it for you going from this this life? Of freedom and this possibly a quiet life, no str- well, not too many stresses, to going into a family that's got three children. That's that's a, that's a big big difference. How did you cope with it? You know, I, I I had come from a stressful situation. Um, so before I met my husband, I worked in um, anti-human trafficking, and so I was uh, living and working in Ukraine. So that was stressful, you know, for obvious mm. reasons. You're dealing with a lot yeah. of, you know, a lot of different things. Um, so I had no idea. I, I was just like, yep, you know, being around young people, kids, you know, um, and being around my friends and their kids. And so I didn't really think anything of it. And when I first became a stepmom, you know, it was kind of uh, – it wasn't a thing because my husband and I were living in China and the kids were living in the US and with their mom. I'm so sorry. <laughs> is that your, your yeah. lawnmower you're warning me about? It's don't worry. It's the lawnmowers. It's no, like, don't oh worry. my gosh. Anyway. Don't worry. Um, and so we would see the kids like every six to eight weeks. And um, so it wasn't like there were, we had a house here in San Antonio but we were living in China and here kind of thing. Anyway, it's a bit complicated. But, um, and so we didn't have the kids on a permanent basis, so it was fine. But when I did see the kids, I think the thing that I found the most challenging was I found it very overstimulating because I've gone from, you know, like when I was in Ukraine, you know, I had a different level of stress. Um, I had a different level of responsibility. I was heading up the organization in Ukraine. And, and so it was like a different level of responsibility to suddenly being here and it's like it's loud and the kids are like, what are we doing next? What's happening? You know, because they're kids, you know. And so I think that was probably the thing I found the most challenging initially was that. So, yeah, it was just over, very overstimulating, very loud, very um, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, quite hectic. So, yes, yeah. So what was your biggest adjustment for you personally? Um, I think ha- having the kids around, mm. yeah, because it's, it, it, it's not like you can just have this marriage where you, you know, I, I decide to marry my husband and it's the two of us and we hang out and whatever. There's just always these kids. And um, so it's quite hard. And it's not – I mean, I love them to pieces, but, you know, it's just this it's, – it's this instant family, if you will. You don't have – I don't know that you really have an adjustment period. It just is. You know, you can't – how do you adjust to – you know, if you don't have children and then you have children, you adjust to having children, right, because you go through a period of preparation to have children. You know, um, you go through a pregnancy where you're preparing to, you know, become a parent. Whereas for a stepmom, I think it's just, it's instantaneous. It's just, boom, you're it, you know? So, yeah. How much time gap did you have between um, meeting your partner and actually meeting the children? Uh, Probably about 
three or four months. Okay. Three Did you have many, expe- many expectations? I did. You know, I didn't think it would be a thing. I think, um, you know, we we met actually um, initially on Skype. You know, we were using Skype back then. Um, so we met on Skype and then I flew to China to meet the kids and we had a great time together. But of course, it's, you know, you're on vacation. Everybody's relaxed. Everyone's still, you know, trying to get to... It's it kind of felt exciting. So I had absolutely no idea. I went in completely clueless. So, yeah, and then it just... Things just hit you. <laughs> so, yeah. I suppose, I, I think, thinking back to it, when <clears> I when I went into my step family, I was a I was a child-free stepdad, thinking about it. It's literally just clicked with me just now, because when I went in, we didn't, <laughs> I didn't have my son then. And it's, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like having a blank canvas. There's nothing, there's no book. There's no textbook you can go to. There's no instructions. Um, there's no manual at all. You're literally just playing it day by day and kind of sometimes, sometimes winging it, I found a little bit. But I kind of learned as I went. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's literally like a lesson in life as you go along. What was your biggest thing you learned when you first went into the family? Um, I think oh, the biggest thing I learned going in, I think trying to balance my time with my husband and mm-hmm. the time when we were with the kids. I think that was the biggest thing I had to learn pretty quickly. You know, just how do I balance this? How do I do this? Um, yeah, I think that that would be my thing. You it, know, it, it was just, I, I wanted the kids to have time with their dad, but then it, it, it was kind of like you go from, you flip from one life to another. So it was that constant change mm-hmm. of, okay, I'm with my husband. Okay, now we're a family. Okay, with, You know, you don't stop being a family because yeah. the kids are with you. Yeah, But you know what I mean? Just from a, a physical and just mental, emotional thing. It was just that constant flipping back and forth, I think, yeah. How did it? How was it the relationship with the children to start with? Because there's obviously three of them. So you've got three yeah. different characters, three different personalities, um, obviously three different age groups. How, how did it go from the start? Um, it was fine. I mean, we were, we were fine initially, mm-hmm. Um my stepchildren, when I became a stepmom, were 14, 12, and 10. So at one point, you know, they were all teenagers at the same time. So that, that was quite hard. And from, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's like lucky me. Um, but um, no, <laughs> but they, um, sorry, I completely lost track of my thought there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was fine initially. I think then things started creeping in, you know. Mm. I think, And I think that's natural. You know, once you settle down a little bit and you get over the initial shock, excitement, whatever it is that you may feel, I think, you know, reality sets in. And yeah. some questions come up and some thoughts and attitudes and influences um, start affecting how things look in the relationship. Yeah. Did you did you have? Um, I always used to question myself if 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 we got into a bit of a difficult situation, and um, I put my point of view across, or I said something maybe I shouldn't have said. I started questioning myself, thinking I've not done this before. I've got no 
training, if you like, for this. There's no, there's nothing for me to fall back on. Did you question yourself when you was like making decisions or getting involved with the family? Because I always thought, um, like my ex's partner or my ex's family probably have had children before, and there's me making these decisions and saying things, but I've got no no track record of anything. I'm literally just going by what I think and what I feel. Did did you have the same sort of feelings as that? Absolutely, because you have no point of reference. Mm. You don't have a point. Of, it's not like you go, well, I've done this before, because you obviously you haven't, you know, and you don't have children of your own. So you kind of go, I mean, you know, you. for me, I started questioning my capabilities. You know, mm. I started like going, I did this, I did that. I'm, I'm, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that not once realising that it wasn't a Monica problem. It was a step-family blend dynamic problem. Yeah. And so, you know, it never occurred to me in those in that time back then, you know. So for me, I was so hard on myself. I blamed myself for everything. Um, I did. I, I, I was, a, I mean, an extremely capable person, but I questioned my capabilities, you know. And any little thing that was said or... Any, you know, if anyone kind of disagreed with me, I took it so personally. Like, I would beat myself up like nobody's business. Just absolutely, I, I would just feel crushed, you know. Mm. And it was like, gosh, I've, I've suddenly become this super sensitive person. And it wasn't. It was just there were so many things going on. And, and you don't realize what it is. You can't put a name to it. You can't pinpoint what it is. You're just struggling, you know. So, Yeah. It's, it's interesting you saying that because I, I I used to blame myself quite a lot. How, what, what was your go-to? So when you got to the point of, um, I always found it when it was a quiet time. I was on my own and I started looking back through a certain situation or a certain conversation, and you start analysing it and thinking that was, actually that was my fault. I probably shouldn't have said that. Or I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But then as time goes on, you start thinking, hang on a minute, I haven't done this before. So perhaps I needed a bit of support. Who was your support? Who was your go-to when you was really struggling? You know, I used to speak to my mom a lot. My mom was in um, South Africa, so I would just Skype with her and just be like, because she was somebody, who, she didn't understand my, my my parents were not divorced, you know, so she didn't understand the stepmom thing, mm. but she knew me. So I felt like, and, and that's kind of where my listening service kind of came in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just felt like I could just talk freely and I needed that. I needed to just say how I felt and what I was struggling with and have somebody just listen. She didn't necessarily give me advice, you know, she would just Mm. listen and I needed that. And I think that helped a lot because it kind of felt like the burden was shared a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why why do we as step parents blame ourselves? Why why do we not point it at anyone else, take it off our shoulders? Why do we blame ourselves, do you think? I think because it doesn't occur to us that there's a dynamic going on. I think it doesn't occur. It probably didn't occur to you. It's not a Martin problem, mm. right? It, it's a stick yeah. family dynamic problem. And I don't like the word problem, but, you know, for lack of a better word, it's like this is not a me problem. This is not a this is not a my husband problem. This is not a my stepchildren problem. It's just it's the dynamics of stick family. And I think it just doesn't ever occur to us that there's something more going on than just – I'm doing it wrong. I'm, I'm not doing this right. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think that that ever occurs to us. So mm. It's a bit like, um, 
I was talking to a stepmom the other day about this and she was saying um, she compared it to um, starting a new job. But she said the difference being is with a new job, you've got colleagues around you to go and help you. You've probably got a boss or um, a supervisor you can go to and say, Look, I'm really struggling with this or I'm really struggling with that. Could you help me, please? Um, but she says, when I look around sometimes, there's there's literally no one around. There's no one around for me to yes. talk to, no, no support system. So you, you kind of take it on board yourself. And I think this is why a lot of step-parents blame themselves because they don't really know who to turn to. And I think, I mean, I could be completely wrong and people listening to this could be could um, not necessarily agree with me, but I think unless you've been a step-parent, it's very, very hard to understand what a step-parent actually goes through. So if you're a biological parent, I think it's really, really hard to understand um, what a step-parent feels and what they go through. And I think possibly i don't know if you had it as well but i think one of the worst ones um i did a, a, a podcast not long ago well actually quite a while ago actually like outside syndrome where you feel just pushed yes. out and you feel i'm on the outside looking in and it's like it's like having a globe you know one of those globes that you, ha- you get that you look in like a christmas <laughs> yes. one and you can yeah. see all these people and you can see the family you can see the pair the other parent and you can see all their memories and you're looking on the outside looking in did you experience that as well Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and also, you know, I'm, I'm foreign. I'm not, I'm not American. This isn't my, I mean, it's my country now. I'm, I've become an American citizen, but this is not my home. I don't have family here. I don't have support system here. I don't have anything. Okay. So, you know, I came to San Antonio and the only people I knew were my stepchildren, my husband's ex-wife. Like, oh, wow. Yay oh, for wow. me, you know. <laughs> so, oh. um, and obviously my husband. So, you know, um, I think, again, I think, you know, people think it's a, it, it wasn't a moniker problem. I felt like an outsider because I was an outsider. And it wasn't because, I, it wasn't just because I was foreign. I was an outsider. No one knew me. Yeah. My husband knew me, but my stepchildren didn't know me. My husband's ex-wife didn't know me. So, of course, as the outside, though, I think it's, yeah. It's an interesting point, actually, when you say, so did, 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 did you feel as an outsider because of what was going on in your family or did you feel as an outsider because you came from another country or both? both. Yeah. Both. Absolutely both. Because, like, you talk about, you know, the, the, the lack of support system. It's mm. not like I could even just... I didn't have a friend that I could just say, hey, let's just go for coffee. And even if we're not talking step-parent stuff, just, hey, can you tell me where a gym is? I mean, I I, I remember I went into um, – <laughs> my husband asked me to go to the supermarket, um, at, you know, and then initially that was the only place I knew in the city was the supermarket, go from home to the supermarket. That was it. I'm not very good at directions anyway, but – and my husband said to me, okay, can you just get us some American mustard? You know, that was like on, on the list of things. And I went and I looked and I looked and I looked everywhere. And I was like, I came home with no mustard. And my husband says to me, like, where's the mustard? And I said, well, they only have French mustard. And he said to me, no, he goes, French is, it, it's the brand. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know. But, I had no idea. You know, and, and to be fair, you know, um, the, the container actually does not say American mustard. It just says yellow mustard. So, you know, okay. But it was things like that, you know, and mm-hmm. that can just set you completely sideways. And so I didn't have that support system. I didn't even know the brands in the supermarket. So I came here just totally like 
I mean, I'd been to the US before, um, but of course you're on vacation and you, you're not paying attention to a lot of stuff and you're not going into supermarkets. You're not looking for a gym or a, you know, an optician or whatever it is. You, you, you know, so it's different. So it's like starting from scratch. So that, that was hard too, you know. That's tough. That's a tough situation, to be fair. Blimey. Yeah, you've done yeah. really well. You've done really well with that. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I survived. <laughs> yeah, you're still here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, did you get, I mean, did you get or did you have an idea of, or did you get labelled is what I'm probably trying to ask. So um, I was reading a book not long ago about how step-parents get labelled, um, step-mom, step-dad, friend. Um, I wrote a little list over friend. Uh, what, what did you get labelled as? Or did you have an idea of what you wanted to be called or associated as? I was just always a step-mom. I didn't ever see my stepchildren as my children. They were my stepchildren. Um, so for me, I was fine. Just, you know, I was just a step-mom. Mm. That, was, that was it for me. Is that what, yeah. what did they call you? Did they call you stepmom or by or Monica or? They would call me Monica. Um, my eldest stepson, for the longest time, used to introduce me to his friends as uh, Mrs. Cheney, my dad's wife. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how he chose to introduce me. So it, it, it was different. I mean, the the youngest two, even to this day, they still call me Monzi. Um, but yeah, they just called me by my name. And that was that's it. Quite, I mean, that's yeah, so they've got that little nickname for me, which I love, and that's great, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, because <clears throat> I don't know quite how far I can go with my question. But <laughs> um, how did you get on with the ex-partner? Um, initially, um, she seemed very polite to me, and then it all just changed. Mm. I personally believe that she – I think it's just like a lot of – Step families, I think that there's a lot of bio moms who think, oh, they'll be okay with it, they'll be okay, and then clearly they're not. And I think that's what happened in our situation, and I don't have a relationship with her at all, and that's mm-hmm. been her choice. Um, she's, yeah, she's she's pretty aggressive towards me, so. Okay. <laughs> so I, I won't delve too much into that. <laughs> no, no. I just, I, it, you know, and, and I think that, that and that's, I think, a, another thing that stepmoms struggle with is, you know, like the way I looked at it, and I don't think I'm alone here, is, you know, I'm a nice person. I'm not trying to take over. I'm not doing anything. Like, why don't you like me? Like, what what's mm. the problem? Like, I just want to work this out. Let's just all work together and make everything great, you know, work well. Let's get the kids, you know, let's help help each other get the kids where they need to go or whatever. And I think that a lot of stepmoms get stuck on that. You know, they, they kind of go, well, why doesn't she like me? Why why doesn't she want to work with me? Why doesn't she, you know, and it's actually, again, it's not a you problem. You know, it was never mm-hmm. a problem with me. Did I make mistakes? Absolutely. I probably did stuff that maybe annoyed her that I'm not aware of. And, and that's fair enough. Um, but these were, this, these were her struggles, not my struggles. It had mm-hmm. nothing to do with me personally, you know. That's back to the expectations again, isn't it? That you want the ex-partner to like you, you want the kids to like you, you want the fa- <coughs> the ex's family to like you. Everything wants you want everything to like all your ducks in a row. Everything's got to go smoothly, yes. and it will. Everything will be completely fine. <laughs> um, did you? Well, have- it's interesting how we 
I'm sorry to interrupt. It's no, interesting how we we have that expectation in the step family. But if you think about it with just regular life, we know that stuff happens. You know, you're mm-hmm. trying to go from A to B and you hit traffic. You're trying to, you know, you phone the doctor and you can't get an appointment or whatever it is. You know, life's not perfect. But it's interesting how we have this expectation that step family life will be. It's kind of unspoken, really. You know, it's just like it's not realistic to have that expectation, really. But, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it goes back to the point that you, if you're going in with no children, you, you haven't got really any parenting experience. Like I didn't have any parenting experience at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to be around my friend's children. I used to love it, but it's easy because they go home at the end of the day or they go back to their parents at the end of the day, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. But I think having no experience, and I, I'm a big believer that I think people learn a lot from their own experiences, whether it's a bad experience or a good experience. Mm-hmm. And I think until you experience something like being within a step family, your expectations can be literally through the roof. You know, why wouldn't anyone yeah. like me? I'm a nice guy. Why wouldn't anyone like me? I'm, I'm a pleasant person to be around. I'm fun to be around. Then you get hit by this step parent wall. It's like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. I didn't expect any of this to happen. And I, this is where I think a lot of people don't understand how, how difficult it can to be a stepmom or stepdad because you, I think yes. you have to go through it first. Um, I want to just backtrack you just a little bit. I, I, you mentioned earlier on about um, loving step, you love your kids to bits, but they'll never be your kids. Mm-hmm. I, I get this a lot. I get quite a few people message me and email me and ask me, should I love my, my stepchildren? And I've done a podcast on this and it's one of my biggest, I think one of my biggest downloaded podcasts. Mm-hmm. Should we feel that we have to love our stepchildren or is it okay just to like them or what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think like no one can make you love somebody, right? You either love them or you don't. Mm. And I think it's, 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 you know, you coming into this family where you have children who have their own way of thinking, their own traits, their own whatever. Then if you add in, you know, an influence from an ex that, you know, if, if potentially it's a negative influence, you know, there's all of that sort of stuff. And you can like someone without loving them. Mm. You yeah, can love someone and you can love someone without liking what they do. So I think there's a, a few different ways to look at it. I mean, there were times where I loved my stepchildren and I just didn't like them, <laughs> you know, because yeah, of no, something they were doing. And sometimes I didn't like what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I, I, I think that's putting a lot of pressure on people and on yourself. If you have that expectation, I've got to love my stepkids. I'm bad if I don't love my stepkids. It's like, well, you know, if you if you meet somebody and you make a friend, do you necessarily love that friend? You might just really like that friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself to be like, I've got to love my stepkids. Um I think that you can be a great stepmom, you can take care of your stepchildren, you can be kind to them, you can be compassionate, you can do, you can have all of those wonderful traits, you know, you can really care for them in, in a wonderful, wonderful way, and maybe you don't love them. Like, you know, I, I, in an ideal world, we would all love everybody, right? But we know we don't live in an ideal world. So why, again, we look at this from, instead of looking at it from like a, a world perspective, we look at it from a step family perspective yeah. instead of just going, 
if I, if I meet some of my friends' kids, I don't even like them. <laughs> so why, why is it I'm, there's no pressure for me to love, you know, Susan's son, Johnny, but there's pressure for me to love my husband's kids. I mean, you know, I don't think that's, I don't think it's realistic and I don't think it's fair personally. I mean, See, I happen to love my kids, my kids, but, you know, I don't yeah. think that it should be a something that's forced. Yeah. So you use, I, I, I listen a lot to, before I did Jenna's course, I did another course and there was a big part on it on language. Mm-hmm. And I love, I, I love that part of it. And I, when I do podcasts or if, I, if, I, if I'm coaching a client, I always listen to their language and yes. I'll listen to you just now. You use the word pressure quite a lot. And this is hopefully good, well, will be a future podcast for me. I, I've been thinking a lot about the pressures that step parents have. And when I think about the pressures that I had, I think I actually created them. I don't think they came from stepkids. They didn't come from my partner. They came from me. So the pressures I put on myself were literally from my expectations, what I thought I should do, what I shouldn't do, what I should say, what I should say. How do we not, like if someone's going to enter a step family or has just entered a step family quite, quite recently, how do we take those pressures off? How do we not put ourselves in a place where we feel we have to put this pressure on ourselves? I think the biggest thing for me, and this is something I always tell the set moms that I coach, the greatest key, I believe, to the success of any step family is your partner or your spouse. Mm. Because if you are on the same page, like if, if I go to my husband, if I had gone to my husband and said to him, hey, look, I just feel pressure to do this or that or that or that or whatever, he probably would have said to me, hey, you know, I, I don't expect you to do all that. I don't, you know, you don't need to do that. You know, it would be great if you did this or if you did that. You know, I, we could have had this dialogue of, well, I'm not prepared to do that or how about if we did it this way or whatever. And so if you can get on the same page with your spouse or your partner, that just helps to take that pressure off mm-hmm. because suddenly you you start to understand this is not an expectation. I didn't know what my husband's expectations were because, like I said, we went in blindly. We were in love. We were, you know, we got married. We, it, it was everything was hunky dory, you know. Um, so I think if if we had spoken about that, I put expectations on myself and pressure on myself that he knew nothing about. I was then trying to live up to those expectations and trying to live up to those pressures. And what I was doing was creating. Um, like discord with him and and causing, I was creating stress. You know, I recently did a post and and said, you know, what is your contribution? How how have you Mm -hmm. contributed to the stress? And so that's like one of the things, you know. And so I I really think that if we, if I understood, I thought that these were things my husband would want. I thought this was what would make me a great stepmom. I thought that this is what the kids needed. And I put all this pressure on myself to be all of those things and do all of those things. And you know what? Like, my stepkids would have been fine if I'd done none of them. And my yeah. husband would have been fine too, you know? So it, I just think, like, if you speak to your spouse, your partner, and just be clear on what is it that you want me to do or be or say to your kids or not say to your kids mm. or whatever it might be, you know, um, I do think that your spouse or your partner is the key to the success, you and them together, working yeah. together. Did you have any? Kind of leads me on to my next question quite nicely. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
Did you have any boundaries before you moved in? Like, did you sit down with your partner and discuss what Monica can say, what Monica can do, how much Monica's involved? So when you actually moved in, did you know exactly what what your do's and don'ts and where you stood with everything? No. No, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> um, oh, that's I mean, for, <laughs> for me personally, I I think, and this comes, you know, back to, you know, I'm childless and, and mm. uh, I mean, I'm child-free and I didn't want children. So I never felt the need to mother the kids. I never felt the need to... I've never disciplined them because I just never saw that as my role. I was just like, well, these are your kids. I don't know how you want to discipline them. So I guess for me, I just kind of stepped back on that. I've never, ever disciplined the kids. Um, I mean, there's been certain things. I've spoken up about certain things, but I haven't disciplined them. It's never been a disciplined thing. Um, But, yeah, I I didn't have a clue. I, I didn't. Yeah, we didn't talk about any of that. You know, there were, yeah, no, we didn't talk about any of that. We went in blind. <laughs> so if you if you could do it, redo it, if you actually if you could rewind it, would you have made boundaries before you moved in? What would you have done differently? I I don't I don't know. Um, a part of me. As, as hard as it's been, a part of me goes, I wouldn't change anything because sport meets where I am. But at, at the same time, I probably would have set some boundaries. I would have spoken about, you know, expectations. I would have, <clears throat> I think I would have stepped back more. I would have tried less with my husband's ex-wife um, to just be even cordial. I would just not have bothered at all. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, I think I think I would have definitely set some boundaries and just you know considered my expectations for sure. Absolutely, I think that would have made yeah. it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to um, a child-free stepmom, or I'm going to even say child-free stepdad that's about to go into a, a step family? What what would be your advice to them? Um, I would say just remain true to who you are. Um, it's very easy to get lost in everything yeah. and it, it, it starts to change you. And mm. you know what? Like go out, do the things that you love. And and that's for, you know, for every stepmom, but I think especially for the child-free stepmom, you know, you, you don't have to be involved in everything. Like keep your life, you know, and that doesn't mean that I'm just going to be like, oh, see, ya, I don't care what you're doing. You know, obviously you you communicating, you know, I, I communicate with my husband and I say to him, hey, you know, I'm doing this and this and this. And, um, you know, if the kids were here, I was still doing it, you know. So I think that we tend to stop living our life because there's these, you know, because the kids are coming. And it's like my husband can feed the kids because guess what? Before I came along, he fed them just fine. They're alive, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think we – we stop living our life. So I'd say just, you know, just live your life. Um, I think also just, you know, there, there's so much, there's this whole narrative around women who are child-free in general, not just stepmoms, you know, where it's like, oh, you don't know how to care for a child. You don't, you know, there, there's this kind of, oh, you, you don't have children, so you, you don't know what it's like. You You don't know. It's like, I know how to look after children. I know how to um, 
you know, feed them, care for them, listen to them, do all the things that a mom does without trying to be a mom. Um, women naturally do nurture, you know, and for you as a man, you know, you naturally do protect because that's what men do, you know. And so it's like do those things um, and, and I think just block out the noise of what people are saying to you about, you know, are you, you, but you don't have kids. Yeah, you don't know what it's like because you don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, maybe I don't know, but that doesn't mean that what I'm doing or my perspective or my love or my care or whatever is not valid. It's all valid. And so, yeah, I'd say, you know, those two things definitely. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. I'd say those two things to start. Did you come across that? Um, again, I was list, list, listening to you quite intently there. Do, do you, did you come across, did anyone actually say to you, oh, Monica, you've not had kids before, or you don't know what you're talking about, or you've not experienced this? Did, have you come across it at all? Um, to a degree, because people mm. would say like, oh, just leave, just, just leave it to Kevin, you know? And it's like, I understand that I've got to leave it to Kevin because he's the parent, um, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that I don't have insight. And that's mm-hmm. another thing, actually. As a stepmom and as a child-free stepmom, I brought a completely different perspective. So I do think that although being an outsider is difficult and all that sort of stuff, I think that you bring a very different perspective because there's things that I see that I've been able to actually highlight to my husband yeah. about the situation or his children or whatever. And it doesn't mean that I'm pointing out something negative. It could be something positive too, you know, like one of his kids, you know, I just said to him the one day, you know, you talk about words and stuff like that. And I'm very Mm. big on words as well, but it was just, you know, I just said to him about one of his stepkids, that particular child won't tell you what they like, but they'll tell you what they don't like. (laughs) He said, listen, because I'm, and that's something that hadn't occurred to my husband. And so it was like little things like that, you know, like, so I think that it, it can be quite powerful, you know, like my, my stepdaughter, you know, she would we'd say, okay, we're going out for dinner, you know, where do you guys want to eat? And the boys, you know, being boys, they would just be loud and they say, oh, we want to eat here, we want to eat here, we want to eat here. And she'd kind of be silenced, you know. And so I was able to just go to my husband and just say to him, hey, you know, everyone needs to have a voice. And even if we don't go where she's suggesting, we need to make sure that she's having a say. Yeah. You know, and so it, it was – then it was kind of like, okay, well, the boys have screamed out where they want to go for dinner or whatever, and it's kind of like we'd say to my stepdaughter, okay, well, what do you think? So we just bring it down a level, you know. So I think yeah. there's ways that you can really contribute, even if you're not a parent, because you see things differently. And also, you know, coming in as a stepmom and being the outsider, you see things differently. So I think you can actually find a little bit of positive in, in those things, definitely. You've frozen.